good morning. Welcome to the Bar and Sunday Morning Services. Exploring Your Faith Hour. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. And you can call in or email right now. You see the number going across the little screen there. You can get involved. And good morning, everybody here. Hi, y'all. I am so happy to be here. I can't wait to have this conversation. Cannot. And what is our theme for the year? You've forgotten? Yeah. But the year's almost up. <laughs> you forgot? Now it's on tape. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. And I was looking for the sign behind you, but I don't see that either. So. No. And the reason that uh, it's important because the year is up and almost up, and we're going to be talking about did it work for you this year? But you know, it, it's not going it to. It's not, not coming to mind, you. and I'm not going to lie to you. What? Not coming to mind, and I'm not going to lie to you. That's good. Well, we know you didn't change this year. <laughs> um, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I put your hand down, Hitler. Speaking of Hitler, <laughs> last night I saw this movie called Missing. You ever seen that? Yes. With Sissy Spacey? Very interesting movie. It, it was talking about how it showed how the people gave up their guns and everything. And after they did, they had no way of defending themselves. And then the um, government took over and, and started to wipe them out. It was very, 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 very interesting movie. It's an old movie, though. It's an old one, so if you can find it on your TV, check it out. Um... Sheila, what's the theme for this year? I can't remember, Jesse. I can't remember, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you guys love the Lord. How about Marcus? It's uh, renewing your mind from within. There you go. Renewing your mind from within. Renewing your mind from within. If you don't do that, you're not going to make it. You can hang it up and go home. I want to talk about, you know, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is within. You've heard that before, right? Yes. The kingdom of heaven is within. And my question today is, um, are you bringing heaven on earth or hell on earth? Are you bringing heaven on earth or hell on earth. You ever thought about that? Am I bringing heaven in or am I bringing hell in? Because within us is both hell and heaven. But one is not supposed to be there. So we're supposed to get rid of one of them and, and live by the other one. So before I get into that, I want to give you, the, uh, you, you guys and ladies a chance to just think about it for a moment. Are you bringing hell or heaven into the earth, into your family lives, into your friendships, into your work life, one-on-one -on -one with your friends, are you, and with yourself, are you bringing hell or heaven? Isn't that a good question? Yes. Oh, I bet you all haven't thought about that, right? Put your hand down, Hitler. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he raised his hand like this. Made me scared. Uh, are you bringing hell or heaven into the earth? That's what I want to know. And interesting stuff on this. Very, very, very interesting. Um, all right, I'll go here first. I want you to answer that question only for now. I believe I'm bringing hell on earth. Oh, okay. And why do you believe that? Because by nature, I'm a very angry and bitter person. Okay. All right. How about you, uh, Patrick? Hell or, or heaven? I'm bringing hell. I mean, there's some heaven that comes out sometimes. <laughs> thank God. But uh, if it's up to me, that hell's coming through. How come Hermes is laughing so hard at that? I have no idea. You'll ask, ask him <laughs> if there's hell coming through him. But and so why do, <laughs> why do you say you're bringing it sometimes both? Well, I mean, I bring out sometimes things come out of, uh, that are not heavenly, you know, from what I do. But I can see that, you know, it's not like complete hell is going on in my whole life. But there are things that I bring out that are, you know, not from heaven. So, but, I, you know, I mean, it's, I think what he heaven comes out, uh, thank God, sometimes. And, but a lot of times I get caught up in something and then hell comes, comes through. So you're bringing both at yeah, different times. Yeah, both are, are both. There's no question that both are, are in my life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you? Are you bringing hell or heaven into the earth? Well, I'm, I'm trying to bring heaven into it, but I, I'm pretty sure it's the other way. Um, just because of my you know, frustration, my impatience, my... My desire to do good, but then that's just me. A lot of my own voices telling me what I need to do or not do. So, yeah, kind of driving me crazy. But uh, I'm trying to calm down. You say your own voices telling yeah. you, you know, me, the wrong, my world telling me what I need to do for God, but not God telling me what I need to do for God. Right. And why do you think those voices are yours? <clears throat> well, they're they're not God's, right? They're they're just all the, all the stuff in my own head that I'm cr uh, creating and. To, to try to figure all this out, yeah. Right. Are you thinking up those things yourself? Are you thinking about those things yourself? Do you bring those thoughts into your mind? Uh, you know, half and half. Some of it just pops in, and then I, but then I have an opinion on it and either support it and go right. with it um, or not. But. One thing I want you to know right now is that none of those thoughts are yours. You don't create thoughts. None of them are for, from God. And none of them are yours. Even the ones that seem good are not yours. And they're not good. And as long as you believe that they are yours, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to find peace. Because the whole purpose of those thoughts is to keep you away from God. They will not let you believe in God. And so as long as you claim it as yours, it's going to destroy you. You do not create thoughts. And that's why you can't find the right answer in them because there is no right answer in thoughts. Every thought is a setup and every thought is a lie. Everyone. What do you think about that? It sucks. It's, 
<laughs> that should be good news. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about them anymore or believe them. <laughs> I said it sucks. <laughs> but that should be good news. When I realized, or God caused me to realize that none of my thoughts were my own, it set me free. Because now I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to try to figure out or understand it or follow them at all. And I can totally have faith in him now. So that should be good news. <laughs> all right, so just watch that, and you'll see none of the thoughts are yours. Not one iota. Um, hell or heaven, you bring it into the earth. You know, I don't actually, actually know how to answer that because I feel like it's both for me. Okay. So that's just honestly, I feel like it's both. You bring hell and, and heaven. Mm -hmm. Give me one example of the hell you bring in and one example of the heaven. I really wish I could give you an example of both of those. When you say I bring in, again, wouldn't that be my thoughts? I can't answer that. Okay. You no, you I'm just saying, wouldn't that be my thoughts about what I think I bring in and what <laughs> I think I don't bring in? This is why you have to know yourself. Know thyself, and there will be no questions about what's happening. Well, you know, but you I, said you believe that you're bringing both in. I, well, I don't... Let me rephrase that. I don't believe that I'm bringing both of them. I don't believe that I'm not bringing both of them. I've never really considered the question that way. So to be able to answer it thoroughly for you, I, I can't, honestly. Oh, so why did you say in the beginning you believe you brought both? I think you, I said it the wrong way. You misunderstood me. I'm just oh. trying to say I can't really make that judgment. So you don't know if you're bringing hell or heaven or both? I'm not saying I don't know. I'm saying I've never considered to look at it that way. Oh, okay. That's all I'm saying. And so now, that, really answer it. now that it's up for discussion, what do you think? In this particular moment, I don't know, honestly. Oh, okay. Honestly. That's why, no, 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 I believe you. Okay. I believe you. Let me go to uh, Jesus himself. <laughs> Are you bringing hell or heaven into the earth? I can't answer that. <laughs> Everybody taking the cheek away out now, huh? <laughs> I think I rather than tell the truth. Pretty okay. much the same. I, at times I bring hell and at times I bring heaven. At times you bring hell and at times you bring heaven. Give me one example of the heaven you bring, and then one example of the hell. That way you don't have to think of a lot of ideas. Hell would be anytime I'm upset or whatever. Uh -huh. And heaven would be anytime I let that go. Oh, okay. Have you, thought about, have you thought about this before today? Maybe not with the same words, but to some degree, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I want to go back and ask Patrick that. Give me a, one example of the heaven you bring and one example of the hell you bring. And see, this is not a test. You can't fail. This, you don't get grades for this. It's just that I want you to get to know yourself. I want you to really start paying attention to self because once you pay attention to self and no one else but you, you're going to be shocked. But you will also be freed up. You're going to be shocked how you really are. And that's why I'm asking this. Because I want you to get, God said, know thyself. Know thyself. And most people do not know themselves. They're looking at everybody else except themselves. They're reading the Bible. They're lifting up old holy hands. And they don't know themselves at all. 
So you've got to get to know yourself. It's amazing. If you want to go free, you have to get to know yourself. It's not going to work any other way. So that's why I'm asking. It's not a, and then I'm, I'm asking before I tell you my experience because what I notice is that unconscious people don't discover truth, but they repeat the truth. They repeat what they hear and nothing that they have discovered. You could say, I could say today, oh, um, your anger destroyed the cat. <laughs> and next time I see them, they'll be saying, you know, my anger destroyed the cat. <laughs> I was just so angry. I'm thinking, this dummy. <laughs> but not judging. Give me one example of heaven you bring in and one example of the hell. I can't think of an actual example, but um, kind of similar to what, what Doug was saying. If I go into my head about something, then a hell result comes from that. Okay. Um, if I'm out of that, then heaven, it's not that I'm bringing heaven, but heaven is allowed to emanate. You know, it's, it comes. Um, so, you know, with me, it kind of like I'm out of the way, so to speak, and heaven is there. Uh -huh. But if I get into my head about something, then it causes a bad result. Okay. All right. Just for the record, just want you on record. Yes, ma'am. Isn't this fun? Because I see everybody kind of checking themselves out now. Do I bring hell or do I bring heaven? But you're supposed to think about these things. Instead of worrying about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what kind of car you're driving, what type of friends you have. You need to be thinking on these things. Okay. Well, hell have, or heaven? Hell, mostly. But I have and an example. And then heaven sometimes? Heaven sometimes, yes. And then sometimes hell? Yes. Oh, okay, hell, go ahead. Hell, mostly. For instance, <laughs> my, my daughter, I, I wanted my daughter to do something, so I always... When she says no, then I always act out like, oh, you know, just go into, like, she doesn't care about me. She doesn't, you know. Uh -huh. But that's hell, you know, because then I'm making her feel bad that she doesn't want to yes. do what I want her to do. That's right. And putting, her, putting that pressure to her. So that's very, very cruel. That is. That is evil. Yes. It's so, really. So I and know one that. thing about a mother, they know how to control their children. Like that one little, ah, uh, it'll just, it'll send your daughter to a, uh, just a whirlwind. Yeah, so because you, she's been traumatized with yeah, it. Yeah, because it makes her, her mad. But and then, then as soon as she get mad, you're like, what? Yeah, right. What? Yeah. Why are you acting that way? <laughs> <laughs> like she's the one that's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then I would say that the heaven, the heaven comes through, you know, when my grandchildren, that's different. Oh, uh, you haven't gotten to them yet? No. I mean, <laughs> they, they, well, I am more interested in seeing them do better. Good. So I don't, you know, have that kind of talk or chat or anything. My grandson thinks I'm the greatest grandma. Oh, yeah. If he only so, knew. Yeah, if he only knew. But still, <laughs> if I, he I, lived I, with you, he yeah. would see the difference. Yeah, but I still want, you know. But that's I, good, though, that you're aware enough not to pass that down at yeah. least to your grandchildren. Yeah, so. That's that's good. That's a blessing. Right on. Um, 
how about you, uh, what, uh, Davis? Um, I'm bringing heaven. I'm bringing the light. <laughs> you what now? I'm bringing. I'm bringing the light. <laughs> you bring heaven. That's right. No hell. No. I can't hear you. No hell. No. No hell. Give me an example of the heaven you bring in. Um. That's good. That's a good question. Um, I love thinking about these things. Let's see if I can think of an example. I, I, you bring in all um, this light. You can't come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another you know that's another question too that I that I have. But I, I'll address this one because I had a, I had this question. It was about uh, I woke up with it this morning and it was like, do you seek the nature of God? But but I started to think about that, and then I was thinking about it. My mind wants to know the in a conceptual way. It wants to understand how God operates. Right. But then I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, you, you know, if you get in the car to go from point A to point B, you don't need to. You can just jump in the car and let it take you there. You can drive it there, but you don't really need to understand the, the workings of the motor, of the motor of the engine, uh, how it's working. What you need to. It's more important to get there. And I and I so I kind of like, I kind of realize that uh, these questions, like this question you just asked, yeah, it's good to, to know these things, and this is all about the renewing of the mind, because you yes. do start to, as your mind is renewed, you do start to ponder certain things. Absolutely. You, they, these things come up, but you don't really, you get an answer, but then you let it go, because you, you can't hold on to it, but your mind wants to, to, to create yeah. this, this whole understanding of God and his nature, but it's really not necessary, and it's more of a crutch than anything else, to be honest with you, because... You need to be spontaneous, and you need to live in the moment. So you asked me about, uh, you know, br I, I believe I bring, I'm bringing the light because I'm no longer living in, in, my, in, in, in no longer resenting, I'm no longer judging. Um, you know, I've learned to surrender. And sometimes these things come up, like I'm tempted to do those things, but, and I see them, and I might even, I might see myself even, bodily function-wise, I might even see myself dibble and dab with it a little bit, but then I see it, and then it goes away. But I don't, so, I don't, I don't take claim to it anymore. Um, so just, just give me one example of the heaven you bring in. Um, that, that would be it. I mean, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't believe I bring hell anymore. Okay. Um, there was times when I, you know, now, my mind, I lived in that world where it was a lot of confusion there, and it. And Let me come back to you. I want to okay. move a little fast on this. Let's try two more people. The lady in the back. Hell or heaven? Hell. Hell. And give me an example of the hell you bring in. Being impatient. Being impatient. I get angry sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you never bring heaven. <laughs> <laughs> If I do, the hell overtakes it. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring heaven, the hell overtakes it. <laughs> okay. That's a rough one. <laughs> All right. Right here. Hell or heaven? Both. You bring both? I think I bring hell because I sin a lot. I'm sorry? When I sin, which is a lot, right. but especially when I know I'm sinning before I do it. Right. I think that's the worst. And then... The heaven is 
example, um, when I feel like I'm, you know, living my life the way the Lord wants me to. So let's say my daughter is having a conflict with something, and then we talk about it, and I help her understand what she should do, and she kind of does that action which doesn't lead her to sin. Right. Or if something happens at my workplace, and again, I'm talking to somebody who, I know I prevent them doing something that I would consider a sin. Okay. Um, So if you're talking to someone at work, and the way you deal with them mm-hmm. is when you're sinning? No, I'm not sinning if I think they're, like they come to me with an issue and they don't know how to handle it and I help them, well, what I think is handle it in the right way. Oh, okay. Give me the example of the sin you commit, one sin only, not the whole truckload. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Just one sin one. I commit. Um, I have a hard time sometimes managing my time. Managing your time? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I Is that a sin? Well, I think it's a sin when I am letting, not spending enough time on something I should be doing. Oh, like, okay. sometimes it's with my family because I work late a lot. So sometimes I feel like it's a little bit sinful. So why don't you cut it out then? But that's the sin I keep doing it you because can't help it? I can't help it because I feel like I have such a demanding job and I know I need to balance it better with my oh, okay. family time. Before you leave today, I'm going to show you how to do that. Okay. And you shall sin no more. <laughs> All right? Good. I appreciate that. Yes, sir? Yeah, we got an uh, a email from an all-Jesse 24-7 member. Uh, First said, name? Clinton in Van Nuys. Oh. He says, Jesse, you cannot bring heaven and hell. It's either one or the other. And what one is he bringing? He didn't say. <laughs> That's the question. Which one are you bringing? <laughs> yeah, stop judging. No. Um, right here in the blue shirt. Which one are you bringing, hell or heaven into the earth? Uh, hell. You bring hell. Yep. Give me an example of that. Well, I think what Marcus said, I kind of, you said something about people that kind of latch on to thoughts, so if you tell them, you know, I'm angry at the cat, you know, or the cat bit it, or I I got angry, or whatever, what I've kind of realized is that my mind wants to attach on to things and feel like it knows something, and I see that sort of like in my daily life, it's always kind of processing all the time. And it's trying to process thoughts about God. It's trying to, you know, about people, judging my own thoughts. Um, So there's, like, kind of rigidity. It's not really, um, it's not a flow. And, you know, for me, if, you know, if I had the flow, uh, I would be bringing heaven. Uh, But because I'm caught up into my thoughts, that's hell. What type of hell are you bringing into the earth, though? Give me an example well, of the hell you like, bring. I'm not necessarily doing anything. To any, I, I, I don't, like, I, I can't say that I'm doing something to people. I mean, I, I've seen at times impatience in myself, um, but a lot of that's kind of dissipated uh, where I'm, you know, maybe frustrated or, you know, with my business as a lawyer or whatever. I might get frustrated with a client because they're not kind of, 
you know, hearing what I'm trying to say or something like that. And then or, you bring hell onto them? I mean, I can get frustrated. I, I don't think I bring hell on them. I, I'm not sure I understand what you Do you they, mean. when you're frustrated at your clients, do they sense or see your frustration? Every once in a while, maybe, but not, not that much, now. But they do see it sometimes? Every once in a while, And yeah. so that's bringing hell. Right. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm not, like, literally bludging them with, like, a stick or anything like that. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Right here. Yes. One moment, sir. And then I'll move on with this. Anyway. Are you bringing hell or heaven into the earth? Uh, when you first asked the question, uh, you know, I looked at myself, and uh, I, uh, what, what, I, what, I puzzled, what I'm puzzled about it is, I'm bringing hell into, into, on, on earth, but I can't see it. You can't see yourself no, bringing I can't, hell? I, you know, in other words, I'm, don't, I'm, I'm not doing something obviously bad. Oh. Okay, I mean, so it, you're in denial about apparent. yourself. Well, I take it back. Once in a while, I do that. Okay. You do but what? Do something bad. You bring hell. Yes. And what kind of hell? One example of the hell you bring. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I really can't help myself but by, by simply being fearful. fearful. How is it, but how does that bring you hell? Well, uh, I can't really think of a good example right now, but uh, it certainly, certainly it's not bringing heaven into I earth when I'm fearful. I can of examples. Huh? No, I'm kidding. No. I'm just playing. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't think of anything right now? Uh, well, other than what I just said. Okay. That I overcome by fear. But as one thing I would like to really uh, emphasize, how is it that I cannot see all my failings and all my faults? Clearly. Because, because you're in denial. You don't want to see them. Well, am I in denial? If you wanted to see them, you will see them. Yeah. You if know you what? want to see yourself, you can see yourself. People who do not see themselves right. don't want to see themselves. Right. And they'll say, oh, I want to see myself. Because they heard that seeing yourself is good. And now everybody wants to see themselves. But they really don't want to see themselves. And then if they see themselves, they don't like what they see. And so they go in denial again. Because they're looking for a pretty self. And that's not what you're going to find. You're not going to find a pretty person. Now, on the outside, and in your mind, you think you're pretty, and you're not. <laughs> and so they, most people really don't want to see themselves. They're lying. They just say it because they heard the preacher say, know thyself. And now they're like, oh, I know myself. But they don't. They really don't. And I'm learning this now from working for you guys have tricked me long enough. <laughs> I've been at this for twenty three years now. I'm finally catching on how people can deceive you. And they're just you they're here to just give it all back to you. Like it's so holy and it's all lies. And and fifty years ago by they still saying the same thing. Yes, sir. Right here I saw his hand. Is this fun? Yes. Is this fun? Uh-huh. We have in church. Yes. Can you define fun? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, you know, sit back up in your chair so he does yeah. There you go. I um 
Hell or heaven, which one are you bringing? Oh, hell, no question. No question. Yeah. Give me an example of it. One example. Hmm. One example. See, I'm so good most of the time, I can't really think of one. I bet you if I ask everybody, give me one good example of yourself. Say something good about yourself. It'll just roll off everybody's tone just like that. Because it's easy to say something good about yourself, and it's hard to speak the truth about self. You know, I mean, I've got a good example. the so-called bad thing about self. I've got a good example. That even the good I do is for selfish reasons. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Excellent one. Excellent. You know, and the more I see of myself, it seems, yes. the worse I become. Wow. Let me ask the Hispanic. So they, wouldn't, they know we have Hispanics up in here, too. Everybody <laughs> has the word panic in there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, I, I think that uh, it's 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 both. Uh, but when when you, you ask, bring hell and heaven. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that when you ask, uh, you know, what uh, give me give me an example of the heaven. I you know right away uh, I realized that when you do when heaven when you're an instrument of heaven, you really don't remember what you did because you don't take an account for it. I store it as a, I did a good deed in memory. It just give me an example you. of the hell you bring in. Um, One example. Yeah, I can give you an example of that. Um, I have a, a Mustang that uh, that I modified. It has a supercharger, and I tend to be sometimes of a bully in there. Bully when I get impatient with people, or when when uh, sometimes I respond to, to challenge. You know, uh, when I shouldn't be. How old are you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm a little bit ashamed. I'm a little, <laughs> Uh, it, it, I'm 44. I'm what? 45. Sorry, just, yesterday was my birthday, by the way. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday! Thank you. But yeah, and you I thought so about you're that. So you still at 45 or 44? You're still oh, you're 44 or 45? 45. And yes, you're sir. still intimidating people with your car? Well, so, you know, sometimes Jesse, <laughs> some, sometimes, but I, I, I'm getting better with that. You, you know, get better I, I, at intimidating them. No. <laughs> I'm getting better letting it go, but it's still, even to this day, and it does, it is embarrassing a little bit, it, it, that still, to this, it still, get, still gets me every now and then. I bet. Yeah, it does. Okay. I think it's because, uh, I think, uh, there's a little ego connection to, to it, you know, I, I, I. Of I, course. Yeah. And give me one quick example of heaven you bring in. Um, again, you know, um, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes, say I'm, I'm, I'm driving, I'm very centered. And, you know, I see people struggling, they want to get over, I just, I, you know, I just gen gently, you know, just allow them, or somebody cuts me off, and some, somebody cuts me off, or it's, it's being really rude out there, I just yeah. don't, don't, it doesn't affect me at all. I oh, just okay. back off. Uh, to use the same, uh, along the same lines, uh, analogy. All right. Ermin, did I ask you this question? No. I got to get you on record. <laughs> this is, uh, Hell. <laughs> No heaven ever? I don't think, I mean, I, it sounds, you know, I want to say that, but no, I think it's, uh, I don't see how, you know, I can see that my nature is not. Um, heaven, not, no heaven at all, right? Uh, no, I don't see that, no. You don't bring into heaven? No. Oh. Okay. Let me do this. Um, for those people who say that you bring heaven and hell in, we have some folks who say that, right? You bring both. Can you ride two horses at the same time? No. So how are you bring both? You're going to do them at the same time. 
I know, but you're either one or another, and you can't be both. And so when you, when you bring heaven in, do you, like, leave hell or something? And then when you bring hell in, you go back to hell? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware that you could go in and out of heaven and hell. Right here. I, I'm just asking. I didn't know you could... Which one you bring, hell or heaven or both? Both, but not at the same time. (laughs) So when do you decide that, well, today I'm going to heaven and just bring in some heaven? Sometimes you're free to let heaven flow through you in your actions. You're you're free. You have access to that because God's blessed you with it. And then at other times, the dark force comes up and sort of takes over and maybe from a lack of appreciation of, of what heaven is like. So you could serve two masters. Not simultaneously. But you might find yourself <laughs> serving one here and then one but there. But the scriptures say you can't serve two at all. That's a, I don't think you could serve two absolutely. I think you could be sort of wishy-washy and sort of pushing back and forth like a jellyfish. Uh, and then maybe if you get a real good shock or a real good <laughs> inspiration, it might help put you one way or the other. You, you know. really believe that? Yeah. So you believe that you can go in heaven and out of it and go back to hell and out of it and just have a good old time? No. I, I, I believe there's consequences. <laughs> uh, and after you've gotten burned enough, it helps you uh, sort of get a better idea of which side you want to be on. Uh, if you get burned from your own uh, misdeeds. And how did you come up with all that? From getting my fingers burned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I came. I, I realized this because I've noticed over the years of working with people that um, most people do believe, especially children of God, they do believe that uh, they can serve both. And yet, the scripture says you can't. You either love one or hate the other. You can't do both. You can't ride two horses at the same time. You're either in heaven within or you're not. Now, I realize that there are a glimpse of heaven along the way, so I think that's what some people are talking about. But you're either with God or you're not. And just think about those moments that you're not. Let's say you're with God, right? And for whatever reason you decide, well, you're not going to be with God, you're not with God. A tragedy can happen while you're not with God. You can lose your soul. Do you, so are you saying that once God allows you to enter into the kingdom of heaven, then there are days where you're going to let you out? You know, can you go in and out of your mother's womb? You, once you're born again of your mother, you're born again. I know some of you, want, you look up at mama, you want to go back in, but you can't go back in. Well, that's the same way it is when you're born again of God. When you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you can't come out and bring hell on earth. That's not representing God. You know, and you're bringing it on at a time when, because people need heaven all the time. They need to see it so that they can see the right way to go for themselves. I was, uh, was counseling with a husband and wife team this week, this past week. And um, the husband, husband has a lot of anger. And so about 20-something years ago, they've been married like 30-something years and about 20-some years ago, 
the wife made one mistake. One mistake. And she apologized for it. She was so sorry about it. She repented from that mistake. And she never did it again, you know, because she realized it was wrong. So we're in counseling, and the husband is so judgmental and angry that 10, ten years later or so, he's still treating his wife as though she has repeated that same mistake or she's still doing it. And I'm like, you're so crazy. And it's because of his anger that he can't see that his wife has changed, that she's not the same person. And I realized this man is bringing hell into his family's life. No love, no nothing, just all hell because he refused to drop his anger and forgive. And, and then he'll say, well, she sounds like it or she looked like it. But, and so everything she does, she can't even speak to him about almost anything because he thinks it's the same thing or she acts a certain way. He still believes it's the same thing, but the woman has changed. And so here he is, the head of his wife and his children, and all he's bringing into their lives is hell because he will not forgive. And yet he thinks he's the holy one. He, he thinks he's better than the wife because he knows more scriptures and can quote the scriptures until the cows come home. But yet... Because he has not forgiven. Can you imagine as a woman being married to a man and he bring hell into in your life like that, into the family life? Here's the wife now, due to the order of God, she got to look up to him and all she sees is hell. What a way to live, huh? <clears throat> he is not bringing in, and I tried to get him to see, look, your wife has changed. You can't see it because you have not forgiven her for 20 years ago. And who are you to judge someone for that long? Period. Not even for a second. Let's you know, put aside years. But he is judging his poor wife and she's suffering from his judgment because she's trying now to be a better example and do the right thing. But she can find no peace with him. Isn't that sad? But he, can go, he goes to church. He quotes the Bible. He gives tithes and offerings. But he brings hell into his family. Well, I don't know if he drove her to it, but I know he, he won't, because of his own hell, he won't allow this woman to go free because she is subject to him. But I told her how she just has to forgive him for being that way and just understand he's in hell and he can't help himself because his own judgment, his own anger. It's unfortunate, but this happened a lot in friendships, in family ships, in work ships, in everybody's ship. <laughs> it happens a lot. The one thing I realized about angry people, and anger is hell, by the way. And if you have one iota, one little tab of anger in you, you're not bringing heaven into the life. Because anger absolutely separates you from God. Now, that doesn't mean if you're a seeking soul, you're getting a glimpse of heaven. But getting a glimpse of heaven and entering into the kingdom of heaven are two different things. You can't serve two gods. 
And if you have any anger, you're a prideful, out-of-control person. And one of the ways to know that you uh, have entered into that kingdom of God, you have perfect love for all, even for your enemies. You have perfect love, and they can't move you at all. Your job can't bring you out. Your friends can't bring you out of this kingdom once you enter in. That's why God said, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you got to forgive. You're not going to come in with that evil nature inside of you. It's just not going to happen. And you can read the Bible and do all that stuff until the cows come home. If you don't forgive, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And all you're doing is bringing hell into the lives of others and yourself. Angry people are never satisfied. Enough, enough, enough is never enough. Angry people are never satisfied. Angry people are impatient with their children, with themselves, and with everybody. And, and, and it's kind of sad in a way, and not that I feel sad for you, but it's sad because the uh, Satan's imagination can make you lie to yourself about this. And we heard some of it this morning. I'm not calling you lie, liars, but you, know, you just lie. You, and, and you lie because you're learning and not discovering. God, God is revelation. He reveals things to us. Angry people are, are given uh, knowledge by Satan. Make you believe whatever he want you to believe. Because you can't see when you're angry. You're, you're, you're blinded. An angry person has a veil over them, a dark veil. It's like wearing shades in a, in a building, and, you, and the sun is just all bright, and you can't see that. That's what anger does. You don't see clearly at all. You got my word on that. If you have any anger at all, you're a blind person. And all your discovery is coming from learning, intellectual learning, which is evil if used in the wrong way. And that's what most people are doing. They're just learning about the truth and repeating it and not living it. You can't, and when you get to know yourself, you're going to see that about yourself. But it will also cause you to repent. But 90% 90 of the folks don't pay attention to self. A whole day could go by, you didn't take one moment to see how you really are or allow God to cause you to see it. In all reality, you can't even see your dark nature unless God reveals it to you. And he's not going to reveal it to you unless you're serious about it. You're not going to get it just by learning it from the preacher and repeating it. You've got to be still and know him. Everything is done in stillness, in quietness, not in busyness and running around and all that kind of crap. You know what I mean? But you got to get serious about it. And, and we need, as children of God, we need to be, get serious because families are breaking up. Friendships are breaking up. Nobody likes nobody. I don't know if you can say it that way. Can you say nobody likes nobody? <laughs> Only if you're black you can say it. <laughs> we can get away with speaking any kind of way. But... Um, now, I heard a report, and I'm not going to name the organization because I, I, I tried to find it this morning. I couldn't find it, so I don't know how legitimate the report is. 
that this particular organization is getting millions of dollars from the government so that they can go into the churches, conservative churches, and convince the conservative preachers to speak of homosexuality as something good, don't speak against it. Isn't that amazing? And because of the money and the blindness of the preachers, they will do it. They will do it. But if those preachers who were called by God didn't have any anger in their heart, they had entered into the kingdom of heaven, no amount of money would allow them to give in. They wouldn't even allow anyone to come in and say that it's good. But they're going to do it. This is why you got to wake up. you got to get to know yourself. This is not a game. And yet, I don't want you to stress out behind it. I want you to quietly watch yourself, not with your intellectual mind. Ask God to let you see yourself. That's what I had to do. Because I had learned, well, I didn't remember the scriptures, but I read the Bible, and I went to church, and I lifted up holy hands, and I carried on too. Um, and, and none of that was working. Thank God he allowed me to realize I was not truly changing. I still had doubt. I still had worries. I still had fear. I still had just emotions that drive you up and down. I judged other people and myself. And so even though I was going to church and doing all that stuff, nothing was changing. And thank God I wasn't in denial about it. Because I'm thinking, you know what? If you are God and I say I believe in you, how come I'm not changing? You know? There should be a change. I'm still feeling like the son of Satan with all this crap going on in my life. But once I asked him to let me see myself, he allowed me to see myself and a change happened. You can't make yourself see that dark nature. Your ego is not going to allow it to happen. The not you will not let it happen. And that's why a lot of people are not changing. You're not truly seeing yourself. It's a game. It's fine just quoting quote what the preacher said. It's fun to say, oh, I see my anger. Yeah, you see it, but you're seeing it in an intellectual way. It is not being revealed to you. You want revelation. You want to live by revelation. You want things to be that quiet, still voice to reveal life to you, not your intellect. I, I said on the radio the other day that um, one thing I've learned about life, and I, I wasted a lot of time, I guess, but now I know, and I don't feel like I wasted time. My sins, when I was into my sins, I, I, I used to try to change my sins, you know, try to fix myself, try to do it, you know, work at it. And then you go to a, a specialist, they say, oh, do this and do that, right? And I only got deeper into my sins. And I realized that that was a horrible mistake. All I needed to do was to know that I was a sinner and watch myself, and God would change it. And my only, the only, in all honesty, the only thing I needed to do was seek first the kingdom of God, and he would change everything. Everything would be added. It was not my responsibility to try to change myself. It was my responsibility, and it is my responsibility, to seek the kingdom first, and he would change your nature. Then you could let sin go. You can't change yourself. And then when I couldn't change myself, I would judge myself for it. I hated myself because I couldn't change. And that's keeping me in hell. But soon I just let go and just be a sinner and things. God took it away from me. 
you, it's all spiritual. You can't do anything about it. And the worst thing you can do is judge your sin. God does not tell you to judge yourself. He said to know thyself. Of yourself, you can do nothing. And of yourself, you know nothing. Let go and start living. Stop the struggle. It's unnecessary. You're never going to change. Uh-huh. Y'all mighty quiet. <laughs> Why y'all so quiet? Yes, ma'am. So is it still just egotistical when you see something that you did wrong and you feel sad about it? Yes. So it's still just egotistical? Yes. So how would you not feel sad about it? By allowing your ego to die. And the way you do that, you sit still when you pray, be still and know God. Get up early in the morning and just commit to just relaxing and let God take over. And then he will, he will make everything happen. He will cause you to forgive so you can start dying away from your ego. And he will allow you to enter into the kingdom. And then when you do something wrong to someone, it, it's enough to just know it was wrong and apologize and be done. Because feeling sad is only ego. Uh, making yourself feel sad about what you're doing is a false sadness, but it doesn't change you. You'll go right back and do it again. But if you reveal to you that you're done wrong, you won't repeat it. And most of the time, you're not going to do wrong anyway. Now you're guided by the light, which is love. You're guided by God's love, which is the light that's in us. You're not going to be doing that stuff. That makes sense? I'm sorry. It makes sense. Yeah. You got to let go. Let go of this ego mind and those ego feelings. Because you think it, you feel it, and then you act it out, and it's all evil. It's all evil. Of ourselves, we can't, we can't change, folks. Now, I don't know how to get you to get serious about this without tripping, but it's time to wake up. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and it's time to wake up. It really is. And when you seek God, you will find him. And the issue is he's not lost anyway. He's right here, right now. But you're all involved in your ego. You're all learning and then you're repeating what you learn, and it feels good to repeat it. And then don't let anyone hear you repeat the truth. It really feels good. <laughs> you go on and on what the preacher said, acting like you said it, or, or <laughs> it will reveal. You got to watch this stuff, but you're not watching yourself. Anybody disagree with me? Yes, sir. You know, you ask the question, is something coming through you? Maybe, maybe, I'll just look at my own life. Um, evil comes through me through thoughts, I'm sure of that. Um, but my life is good, and good things are happening in my life. Now, I'm not attributing that to me, but God is working, whatever I may be doing, God is working on my behalf and making my life work. But I don't claim to be born again or anything like that. But And see, that's what you want. You want 
to completely forgive so you can enter into the kingdom of heaven? Because God doesn't just want you to have a good life, and yet he does. He'll add that onto you anyway. But God wants you to have a peaceful life, a life of love, so that you can become an expression of him. He can work through you to point the way for other people. And if you have any anger at all, you're going to be caught off God with the very person you should have been able to help had you had that perfect love. So he wants you to have peace in life. He wants you to have perfect love. But he loves us, and he's going to take care of us, especially those who are seeking after him. He's definitely, because he knows your heart, and he's definitely going to help you along the way. But his thing is to be, he wants you to be of love. Well, I understand that you want to have completeness of what you're looking for. Yeah. I, I don't think the word glimpse is necessarily catches it, at least for me, a lot of times. Because there's a lot of times where I'm there, and I'm not getting like a little glimpse of something. I'm, it seems like it's there for a while, but, you know, it's not complete there. Right. When you're there all the way, you're not going to come out of there. Right, right. Yeah, you're not going to come out. So look, don't let your mind deceive you. Oh, look at you. You're handling this perfectly today. You're all happy. You're there. Or you're almost there. That's a game Satan will play on you, too. When you enter in, you will know it. Well, I don't want to play games, but I want to Not be, you playing the game. He'll play it on Well, I know, you. but I want to be accurate with what's actually going on in my life, too. Right. You know? So, but I, I get the point. In the, any way you slice it, you want a completeness of whatever it is. Do so. you have any anger at all? Yeah. But then you're not in there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be that. Oh, okay. I'm just, you know, trying to have a real conversation. And the reason I, ma- I made that point, because I just want angry people to know is that you're of your father the devil. If you have any iota of anger, anger makes you destroy yourself. It causes you to destroy your children, your husband, your wife, your grandpa and grandma. And it destroys everything. There's nothing good in anger, and it's not our nature. Christ came and restored that. And that's, what, and that's why if you seek him, you will find him. But it's you. you got to do it. got to do what? Seek God first. So, well, so the seeking God means seeking him throughout the day, period. Period. Even though God said we should pray without ceasing, that means all day long we have to grow to a point where we are guided by his thoughts, his mind, his ways. And that can happen too. That really will happen. And, and, and some people think, well, God said pray without ceasing. They think it's that, uh, what do they call that kind of stuff? Would they be making that noise? Yeah, tongue. Can you imagine hanging around at work with somebody speaking in tongue? <laughs> I'm telling you, you won't get any work done. You want to slap the tongue. <laughs> God is, voice is a quiet, voiceless voice, and his ways are that way too. And his insight, his insight is revealed to us in a quiet perfect, loving way. It doesn't come from here at all. It's come from here. It's revealed. Yes, sir. That's it? Yeah. Yes, John. So um, I noticed that throughout the day you have a lot of challenges and then you kind of get caught up in different projects or challenges that you need, that you're trying to uh, right. get done. So are you saying by praying un- unceasingly, are we just trying to stay out of our head or stay in the moment? or You're just... not trying of yourself to do that. 
don't try to stay out of your head. Either you're in it or you're not, right? Just be aware of it. And only when you get caught up at work because you drop into darkness, you go back under that dark veil, and now you're caught up with your work. But if you could stay conscious without making yourself do it, but be aware, then work, you would never be caught up with work or anything. So that's why this is happening. Because you're unconscious. You don't have the mind of God. Let Thank me take you. over here first, and then I'll come. Yes, sir. Real quick, that one of the ways that my mind would trick me is, especially having learned about the thoughts, is that, um, you know, if I wasn't in an angry state. Is there a problem with this mic? Pull it away from your mouth a little. Okay. If I wasn't in an angry state, and I would feel, you know, I was calm and getting along with people, feeling good about people, in those moments I would feel like I was feeling good about myself and the, I felt like I was having an impact on people. So it would feel like it was like heaven coming through me, but yet my nature hadn't changed. So, right. you know. And that's still hell. Right. And Satan will tell you, look how nice you are to everybody right now. You're so patient. <laughs> and so you feel like heaven flowing. And then a bad person come along look at you the wrong way. So much for heaven. It's gone. But see, once you're into the kingdom, it's not like that. The worst person can come along and you're patient with that person as Christ is with you. Because now you're one with him. You're one with the Father within. Uh, real fast, I have a minute. I can let you have it a minute. I want to pick off where uh, Patrick uh, was uh, uh, leading to in that uh, I, can see, uh, I can see that I'm not completely over kingdom of heaven. I'm not in the kingdom of heaven. I can see that because I still have anger. But then I think you said that if you have anger, you're, you're a child of Satan, a child of, a child of the devil. Right. Um, you can't be completely a child of the devil either. It seems like you're, you're, you're uh, because that would be a truly evil person. And I don't think anybody in here is a truly evil person. An I think angry that, person is an evil person. Right. But not a truly evil person. Say an like angry a, person is a truly evil person. Well, but does that mean you're gonna you're gonna be like a uh, like a Dahmer or like a, a Manson? And I mean, to me, that's that's no. You're not. There's you have those extremely right. angry people killing and doing all that kind of right. stuff. But an angry person would would lacks patience. Right. You know, judging themselves and others. Mm-hmm. You can look at it. You can raise it when they deal with their children. They're impatient, creating evil so, by killing the soul. So they're not complete, complete either. It's just I like you're not compare. complete in heaven. You're not complete but see, in heaven. I wouldn't go there with that. Okay. That's another setup. I okay. wouldn't be measuring, well, I'm not as evil as right. Hitler. But, but that's the point is that <laughs> you're, somewhere, you're, you're in limbo no, state. But, no, but no, no, no. You're not in limbo state. Okay. You're in anger. You're in darkness. You're not in limbo. But what you're if you're in not darkness. in anger, but you, you, anger doesn't have you. You're, you're somewhat, you, can, you sense that it's there, but you're not necessarily in anger. You're not in hell period. When God, uh, when you truly repent and forgive, uh-huh. it's not going to be there, period. Okay. That's what you want. Right, absolutely. You don't want it to be in your nature. You want right. to renew nature. You want a brand new nature, which is of God. You want love. You want perfect love. Right. So, and don't analyze it. Either you have it or you don't. Satan will make you analyze it and make you feel a little better about okay. it. Okay, I got you. You see what I'm saying? I got you. Well, I'm gotcha. not quite as bad as, I gotcha now. as Larry. I heard you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's right. That's I'm right. not quite as bad as my wife. <laughs> yeah. 
I want you to understand that because Satan is playing all kinds of games. And the solution is, know thyself so you can forgive. Forgiveness is repentance, and you can enter into the kingdom. Not of yourself, but God will make you do it. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for showing up. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Yeah.